right. Welcome to another episode of the Verbal Echo Podcast. Tonight, I have an author. His name is Ransom D. Coslett. He's from East Tennessee. Um, so he is kind of a, um, I don't know, how would you describe yourself? Is it horror or Yeah, I'd say horror. <laughs> yeah, horror, scary stories, thrillers. Yeah. And he just has, a, he has a new book out. And um, it, 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 I'm really excited to hear about these books. So he, he's got two books out, After Midnight, 12 Terrifying Stories, and then Frogman of the Foothills. Um, so tell us about this new book that you have, Frogman of the Foothills. This sounds really cool. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, so this one is about a kid and his family who go kind of vacationing in the Smokies. And there's a local legend uh frogman that kind of lives in those parts um and he accidentally comes across it so that's what it's kind of kind of about so right so it's a is this one a collection uh so your first book was after midnight that's a collection mm -hmm. of short stories right that's a collection uh most of those are kind of along the same lines of frogman as far as like dealing with like cryptids and stuff like that um like there's a Bigfoot story in there, a uh, mermaid story in there, an alien story in there. So kind of a different wide range of stories. Oh, well, so you kind of cover the gamut with uh, yeah. uh, a lot of different topics. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then Frogman, that one was just released, right? It was released uh, June of this year by uh, Enchanted Pages Publishing. Oh, OK. And um what kind of feedback have you gotten so far? <laughs> uh, positive feedback. Everybody that's read it has enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't really gotten negative on it. So knock on wood there. <laughs> but right. so far I've gotten uh, positive, positive feedback on both of them. Oh, nice. And so these are available on Amazon? On Amazon, correct. If you just look up awesome. my name, uh, Ransom D. Coslet, it'll pull up uh, my books. Oh, okay. Um, so you... I'm I'm curious, like, so who, what would your typical reader's age be? Is, is this for younger people or? I'd say anywhere from like teenage up. Um, it's not real gory or super horror type, uh, but there is probably some stuff that's not suitable for like younger children. You know, mm -hmm. Frogman eats a couple people, stuff like that. So. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, gosh. So where did you get your like where do you get your information do you is are these fictionalized or are, are some of these stories that people tell you or myth or uh, legend or what uh they're uh fictionalized um i've always kind of liked cryptids and stuff like that you know like bigfoot uh things like that so it's kind of just stuff that i find interesting and just make a story out of it yeah yeah that's interesting and you have you have um you have a son. How, does he get into your stories? Does he share the uh, same he, enthusiasm? Well, he's only two and a half. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so he's not there yet. Uh, he, he does like a... reading. He, he does like story time, but it's not, mm -hmm. not these stories yet. <laughs> right. Not quite there yet. He might have the stuffed, the stuffed Bigfoot, but he's not really into the, uh, into diving deep into the, the, the scary stories yet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's he going to be for Halloween? Uh, I think last year we went as the Ghostbusters. He was uh, the little marshmallow puff man. 
me and my wife were Ghostbusters. I think this year we're going to do uh, Flintstones. Like, I'm going to be Barney Rubble. She's going to be Betty. Oh. And then he's going to be little Bam Bam. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. I, I know you guys can't see this, but he I think he can pull off Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the curly hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be cute. Well, it's my favorite holiday, Halloween. So, <laughs> which is kind of the inspiration for this season of my podcast was all about spooky. Let's hope I can get. I might do a teaser and get a couple episodes out before Halloween, just because I'm encroaching on Halloween. But yeah, um, yeah, I love all the spooky stories. So when you reached out to me, I thought, oh, this is so cool. You know, like oh to yeah, get per- some- perfect, yeah. Yeah, to get some authors and and uh, I'm always kind of interested in everyone's uh, backstory, like how like how you became a writer, like what was your inspiration when you were when you were a kid? Um, so I'm a 90s baby. Um, so Goosebumps was really big whenever I was growing up. And I think that's what kind of kicked it off as far as like reading and horror and stuff. Um Cause you know, I read all of like RL Stein's goosebumps, all that when I was a kid. And I think that's what kind of got the ball rolling. Yeah. I remember, I'm not going to age myself too much, but I never <laughs> read the goosebumps, but um, you know, and it's funny because well, like, do you have any other authors that are your inspiration? Uh, uh, Stephen King, big Stephen King fan, uh, Rod Serling, who's, you know, uh, Twilight Zone. He's the writer and, Father of the Twilight Zone, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. I enjoy his work, so oh yeah, I'd say those say those guys. I've had some nightmares about some Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> uh, short stories that I had to read when I was a kid. And uh, it's funny my my oldest daughter is a uh, teacher of English, and so I think that's actually one of her favorite authors. I think I'm, I might be. She could probably correct me, but. <laughs> <laughs> But, He's you know, I, yeah, he you know, it's interesting because he he is a good one. And uh, Stephen King, that guy is a genius. And mm-hmm. um, I just recently did an audio book of his. I don't know if it's his latest release, but I think it was the it was a story that he did about his. It was kind of like an autobiography where he talked about his uh, process as a writer and his. Was it uh, on writing? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've read that book. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was like, uh, that was a really, if anyone is interested, that's an incredible book. Mm-hmm. Um, just to hear about his struggles as a writer and his story. And, um, it really, really made me respect him. Uh, and oh, then, yeah. and then I went down, I thought, oh, I'm going to read like the stand. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what is it like a thousand pages or something? Uh, yeah, I've read that one too. That one's, probably like 1200 to 1500 somewhere in there it's it's one of his bigger ones yeah well i got like halfway through it and i was just i couldn't take it anymore it (laughs) was i mean it was just like get to the point well that and also i mean like he's a great writer don't get me wrong but it was a little misogynist uh like Uh, with some of the characters i can't remember the the girl in there and uh, it was just i don't know i just couldn't take it anymore as a female so i had to put yeah, it down like yeah. he's gotta have he's he has other books that i will read but <laughs> that one it's I it's been a while since i've read the stand it was uh yeah probably 15 years or so since i've read that so yeah i think it was written like 
was it like seventies or something? It was yeah, say before my time it's written, but uh, it's, it's been a while old. since I've read it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll give him that that like he was just writing in the time that he was in. So I mean, regardless mm-hmm. of his views on I don't know, women. <laughs> it's just I mean, well, he, he uh, that's kind of the time. So we'll we'll let him go with that one. But and it's crazy too. A lot of his books from that period are like drug and alcohol fueled. So he doesn't even remember some of the stuff he's written, which is Right. Crazy to think about. Right. And if you don't know this, well, I know you know it, but anyone listening, he he had such he had addiction problems and he Mm -hmm. was able to um, just pull himself out of it with the help of his wife. And so Mm -hmm. his wife was just such a really supportive uh, person in his life. And so, I mean, that really speaks to a, a wonderful woman that supported him and be- helped him become the writer that he is. But yeah. 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 But yeah. That's really yeah. Cool. So maybe someday you'll uh, get to be, uh, have some of your books into um, films, you know, you never. Oh, that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I think that's all writers dreams to yeah. make it that big. Very few though. <laughs> right. Do. Well, you got to start somewhere. Right. But it sounds that's like. True, books- yeah. yeah. Um, so you kind of fictionalize your stories. Um kind of based on your own creations um it sounds like maybe you have a little bit of myth in there like because you've got the cryptids and Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing and um i was going to ask you about so you live in tennessee and tennessee is such a oh my gosh it's such a beautiful state and um are there any cryptid stories in tennessee Uh, like local legends or myth or anything like that that Biggest thing I think would probably, I mean, you got Graceland in Memphis, so there's always like the Elvis conspiracy things there. Oh, um, all right. As far as uh, Crypt is probably Bigfoot, uh, just because uh, the Smokies, the Appalachian Mountains, and all that. Um, mm-hmm. If there's more, I'm not super familiar with it, but I know Bigfoot's a big one. Then, like I said, Elvis, you know, the ghost of Elvis, all that type stuff. <laughs> oh, I would love to see the ghost of Elvis. That would be yeah. so cool. Yeah, Tennessee is such a long state. It's Memf- I've never been to Memphis, but it's about eight hours from me if you start driving and you're in the still in the same state, which is kind of mm. wild. So it's a ways. It's a ways, yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool to go see Graceland, though. I would. I think that's kind of on my list. My daughters yeah. went there when they were little and they brought me back a little, um, I think they went there with their grandmother and they brought me back this little recipe card for banana Elvis's banana pudding. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> And I still have it in my, I still have it in my recipe folder, you know, like banana Elvis's, what's well, Elvis's banana pudding. So it's got to be good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you were, um, when you were a kid and I mean, it, it sounds like from your profile that you kind of wanted to be a writer from since you were little, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, uh, Really enjoyed the goosebumps and stuff. And uh, I remember in fifth grade, my teacher told me because how my writing was that I'd grow up to be an author. And I thought that was pretty cool. And that's kind of like an inspiration to to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, did you have any? So were you in like advanced English classes or writing classes or uh, not really? You uh, would think so. We had like AP classes and stuff. I never really took them 
Mm-hmm, I mean, I wasn't right. a bad student or anything, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't take any of the AP classes or honors or anything like that. I've just always mm-hmm. kind of enjoyed that, that type of stuff. But were you writing stories when you were uh, uh, younger? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I wrote some stories when I was uh, like a kid and stuff. I mean, I'm sure they weren't very good, but you know, I probably <laughs> thought they were good at the time. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wonder some of the stuff that I wrote. Like, I actually have some some like old papers that I saved, and I look back on them. I'm like, oh man, this is so bad. Yeah, <laughs> but I passed. I, I made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So you you know that you knew that you wanted to write when you're when some of your teachers were like, hey, you know, you're going to be a writer. That's so cool that they mm-hmm, kind of inspired yeah. you and and. uh put that in there so the um what so just a little brief synopsis of both of your books if you could give us a little bit of information about both and what to expect from those okay uh like talking about yeah yeah frogman like i was saying it's kind of like a kid that goes uh on vacation with his family um and the frogman kind of pops up and so he deals kind of with that that would that one's about that one kind of inspired me from uh kind of like creature of the black lagoon it's sort of that style type um then after midnight 12 terrifying stories uh like i said that has a little bit of everything Uh, and this one's actually a collection of over like 10 years worth of my stories i just kind of put together and published so oh nice yeah so it was kind of a work in progress and it yeah how how long did it take you to yeah, how long did it take you to write your books? Uh, so after midnight, like I said, that's over a ten year span. Um, just different stories I put together. Frogman took me about a year to write, and that's with you know editing all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. And so, do you have a publisher? Uh, or- with so after midnight was with a publisher, uh, but they got bought out when I was on the line to be released. Uh, so it didn't happen with them, and I self-published after midnight. Frogman of the Foothills is with a small publishing company called Enchanted Pages Publishing. They're the ones who put out Frogman. Nice. Um, so a little bit of a challenge was the first one. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Um, if if someone was listening that had kind of an idea for a book, and they wanted to either go with a publisher or self-publish, which is pretty common nowadays. Yeah. Um, could you, what kind of advice after having published two, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you had like some roadblocks. Yeah. <laughs> getting like, whether it's editing or yeah. you know, content or whatever, like, or artwork or whatever, like, do you have any advice for anyone who might be thinking about doing something like this? Uh, I'd say any way you can get it out is good you know uh there's kind of a stigma with self-published authors like oh they're not as good as traditional which i don't think is necessarily true um a lot of it depends on how much you can do yourself because like self-publishing a lot of times you're the one that edits you're the one that comes up with like the cover art stuff like that where a publisher edits it edits it for you they do the cover art they put it out so a lot of it's what you can and can't do really Okay. But like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with self-published versus traditional publishing. Yeah. And so the publisher that you use or you did use, um, are there other publishers out there that, that you ran across 
for self-publishing. I'm kind of asking for my own selfish reasons yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, just kind of um, curious, you know, like, yeah, there's a lot of small publishers out there. Um, kind of like little indie publishers. Mm-hmm. It's hard to break into like the big traditional market. Cause it's one of those things where they don't look at you unless you have like an agent and the agent doesn't look at you unless you're published. So it's kind of a never ending cycle sort of. But like I said, if you can do it yourself, nothing wrong with self-publishing. Otherwise, just a lot of research of who is like accepting books in your genre, stuff like that. Okay. And so Amazon, Amazon obviously makes it pretty simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to, because don't they, I uh, I was just talking with someone a couple of days ago and they had a self-published thing and Amazon was able to provide them with like audio like audio uh, translation or something or create it into an audible i, I don't know i could I wasn't yeah sure. yeah i'm not sure amazon has that or not they must uh but they have different formats you can put it up in the kindle version you can put it in paperback hardback um i don't have either one of mine in audio version but that may be an option i'm not totally mm-hmm. totally sure oh, okay good to know yeah so if anyone uh is thinking about um uh, self-publishing it sounds like it's probably not as daunting as you think it might be (laughs) yeah yeah no it's definitely doable um like i said you just got to have the resources and know how like editing and doing covers and stuff like that but if you Mm -hmm. know how to do all that it's definitely good good route to go did you use word or i use yeah i use word i just did it all all in word edited what Mm -hmm. i could um then both publishers had it professionally edited from there. Oh, okay. Okay. So you did all your writing in Word and then just gave them a PDF and then they... They took it from there. Yeah. Okay, cool. They formatted okay, it, uh, edited it, uh, cover, all that good mm-hmm. good jazz. Interesting. Okay, cool. Any plans for any uh, future books or content? <sighs> There's a character in frogman of the foothills um he's kind of like a paranormal investigator type thing he goes down there trying to figure out what's going on with the frogman and he's one that i may do future books with him like different situations stuff like that oh yeah that sounds cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome all right well I think this is really great. And uh, I'm really glad to get this information out. Uh, If anyone's interested in checking out his books, they're on Amazon, right? If you could just give us that. Do you have an author page or any way to contact you or Uh, tell us about your- So I do have an author Facebook page. I don't have the URL uh, pulled up or anything, but if you type my name, Ransom D. Coslet, it'll pull up my Facebook author page. And same thing on Amazon. If you just type in my name, it will pull up both these books. Awesome. Great. Um, do you have like a Facebook group or just it's just your author page on Facebook? Just my, just my author page. Yeah, to keep okay. up cool. with, you know, uh, what I'm doing, what's coming out. Like I put on there that I'm going to be on a couple podcasts and I'll put the link on there, too, whenever it's available. So, yeah, kind of absolutely. People know. That's great. Uh, well, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing this and uh, we'll get this information out to anyone who's interested. And I appreciate all your comments on um, anyone who's, you know, trying to become an aspiring writer. I think that's really, I think it's really good to hear that from other authors. Um, 
and the you know like the process that they went through because mm-hmm. um i think writing is such a it's such a creative outlet for many people you know yeah, like yeah. especially if you have experiences that you want to share or stories that you want to share and you just don't want to keep them to yourself and um you know it's such it's such a great way to like yeah uh, to share and i'm sure it's probably cathartic in some ways too for some people <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and it's one yeah. of those things that seems daunting like you're saying at first but you know just keep doing it just keep writing it's like the best advice i have just just write you know even if it's bad it's better than not having it down you can always edit 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 until it's where you want it to be so right just getting and it I out ha- there you know, and this is funny, real quick. Uh, I, I know someone who's writing a book and this person is like always in the process of like making it better and perfecting mm-hmm. it. And, like, I think at some point you're like, well, there could always be volume two. Just get this yeah. out. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, I think it's- if it drags on for seven years, like what's the procrastination? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. yeah so I agree. I think, yeah. I think it's better to kind of just get your flow going and get it all on paper, then worry about the polishing aspect versus polishing, 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 you know, try to just get it on paper first. Right. Then you can yeah. always worry about that. Totally. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right. Well, th- thank you so much, Ransom, for coming on and sharing this. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you.